Hey, it's Ty Brunetti, and I'm here with... Edward S. Neal II. So fancy. <laughs> so fancy. I went, to, uh, I went to very fancy school. Oh, I can, I can tell. Ooh. <laughs> um, we we just got done filming the podcast. Uh, yeah. Specifically, we talked a, a lot about like how long Ed's been doing comedy, yeah. uh, his creative process, why he doesn't smoke or do weed or anything before any shows. <laughs> Uh, and we, we we may have we may have or may not have talked about the time I was a drug mule. Yeah, oh, that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Then you can answer that true or false question at the end. There is a quiz. You can earn fifty cents. Not really false. Um, and then uh, uh, talked about we, we we did talk about you getting smacked in the face oh, with yeah. coke though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that was a story. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we got we joked around a little bit. We talked a lot about our creative process and good shows and bad shows and everything in between and what he's currently doing so yeah, it was my marriage to Halle Berry uh, the time I dated Glenn Close none of, none of those things we talked about but everything else yes <laughs> perfect <laughs> alright guys hope you enjoy the podcast thanks for listening hey guys Ty Brunetti I'm here with Edward S. Neal the second um, and that bougie freaking name that sounds like somebody from new england royalty or something is actually uh, a good buddy of mine who was just joking that <laughs> he'd be the first black person on the podcast um my buddy ed i've known ed let's see what like probably three years now three to four years three to four years now oh man probably four you yeah. were doing rehab yeah. tavern right when i was starting too it's probably so. like seven years in high years like seven in, in high years yeah, in my what? in my in my high years like i feel like i'm like like seven years you feel like it yeah. the time just moves a lot slower so yeah, it just feels longer yeah. when you're super deep because i was high that whole entire time doing the rehab open mic thing or whatever that was like that experiment for us it morphed into like a monthly yeah that's what it was we were like lab artists you know that right yeah will this work <laughs> oh yeah they're just like will people like comedy i don't know, I don't know. and then like yeah of course they like comedy just have because we're great yeah it's just to like change the way it's, you know present it and have like set acts because we had a couple of i remember those days man we had a couple of guys come through that were like just straight terrible terrible straight awful oh yeah yeah you know like remember the guy nope uh, <laughs> i don't remember anybody from there honestly i remember you i remember like a couple of the regulars that went to other open mics but then i remember just like the, the flavors of the week. Kid, the kid that just left though, um, he just left like not that long ago. I think he won the show with him. He used to wear the light shirt and shit. Like he actually got. Oh yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna drop names. No, 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 me either. And then it was another. But he, I mean, like he, he wasn't never terrible. He was pretty good. I always liked him. But um, there was a there was the guy that was terrible. I can't remember his name, but I just know he used to have this joke about like <laughs> putting a tampon up his butt so his shits could smell better like i just remember that it's like fucking awful oh. i remember like i remember like hearing the joke for the first time and trying to explain it to my dad and he was just like yeah i don't i don't want to hear about that man. it's <laughs> okay and then it, then he said you should never tell that joke and i was like it's not mine like <laughs> i was trying to explain to you someone else's joke like he's yeah. like you should never even have those words come from <laughs> yeah, your mouth yeah, yeah, how like, dare you speak like that to me it was bad no um so how long have you been doing stand-up comedy about the same amount of time that I've known, about three years, off and on, you know, sporadically. So in high years, I feel like it's like two years. <laughs> but yeah. realistically, it's like it's like three, three and a half years. Three, three and a half years. Okay. By the way, this is the like lowest I've ever heard you talk. Word. Word. 
You're just so super chill right now. Did yeah. you did you smoke or something? Oh, yeah, bro. Come on, podcast like straight sober and be like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, man, like no, man. I only do I don't do shows high. You know what I mean? Like, or I try not to be high. Or like, I, if I if I'm gonna get high, like I I make sure they're like three hours away. <laughs> so by the time I get there, like super sober. <laughs> Dude, that is that is way different than a lot of people though. What I know, there's a lot of comedians will like they have to light up before they go on stage because like I don't know, calms their nerves, gets them in a better place. I'm not sure, but why why specifically for your process do you you know not get high? Well, well, because me being high um, is a private thing. Um, I mean, even though I'm very open about it, you know, I don't hide it from anybody or anybody anything like that. Me smoking weed is a very private thing, so. Um, but me telling jokes is not, and I don't normally do the, the two together. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know this sounds like super like anal and shit, but like, my thing is like, I like to present my jokes in a sober setting. You know what I mean? Where other people are like fucked up and then I can like watch their reactions you know what I'm saying? to my sober thoughts. Cause I don't even write jokes high or come up with jokes when I'm high. I might find something particularly funny, but. Um, you know, I, I don't never really commit it to memory, and that's that's the that's the main reason why I don't even tell jokes high, because I don't I don't want to fucking forget anything. You know <laughs> I have a shit structured. You know what I mean? But that outside of that, like it's total chaos. Like what? You know what I'm saying? Because you know, yeah. Dude, and you're going kind of right into my questions and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so, um, two things. Mm-hmm. One, you brought up being able to read the crowd on stage. I'm gonna ask you, you know, how that's been going through like time. What, what do you feel that you got better with reading crowds? Like, how do you adjust to them on the fly and everything? And then I'm also going to ask you about, like, your writing process. But go ahead okay. and tell me about, like, how how you address crowds. How's it changed? Like, what, what with your approach is, is different depending on the crowd? Well, my, my, my delivery is a little bit different depending on the crowd. So, like, if I'm at the Funny Bone, I can kind of, like, take my time because I know that I have, like, straight up and down, like, five minutes. And... Like, <clears throat> like it, everything that I'm doing at the Funny Bone is formatted for that. But it's also, like, a different type of atmosphere where it's a little bit more... Um, people are actually paying money to sit down and listen to actual jokes and whatnot. It's different from being, like, in a bar where there's an open mic night and you don't know who's... Cr- no one... You know I mean? Anyone can walk into that bar. They're just coming in to get drunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, and so, yeah. first of all, like, you automatically have to... Like, when you're at a bar, you automatically have to be like on point to be able to like deal with somebody that's gonna like drunk heckle you i mean versus like at a comedy club you know so like that's that's one way like to read audiences like you know knowing what material to present in front of which crowd and i guess the other thing is like um like as far as like you know how's it been over time and whatnot like when i first started i really didn't really care who I told jokes in front of, you know what I mean, like, I just wanted to get out there and tell jokes, and then, uh, the first time I realized I had to start reading crowds was, and I, like, I actually, like, it was an instinctive thing, it, like, actually happened, and I realized I needed to keep doing this, was I was doing a show, um, on King Avenue, like, it was, I can't remember what the show was, but it was some weird show, and then, like, this kid went before me, and he, like, did poetry, and he talked about, like, his, uh, his cousin dying, that like sucked all the energy out of the room. Oh, those, <laughs> are, those are the, those are, it's so, yeah. those variety open mics where you're, you're just going up after, you, you, 
it's something super meaningful or beautiful and you're just like by the way <laughs> you guys up for talking about penises yeah. anybody yeah death that's a whole thing but penises so, Any- yeah. <laughs> up next is a guy who's going to talk about how he fucks white women doing black history month all right come on all right everybody <laughs> yeah. on board with that like literally that's what happened next like it was like it was black history month. <laughs> i had a whole thing like planned out and everything and like I, and i'm in a room like for like here's the weird thing like i I had, like, kind of, like, waited for this day to happen because, like, I had never told jokes in front of, like, a room full of black people. Uh, and for the your audience members that don't know, I am in Africa. I think we pointed that out, right? <laughs> African-American. Man, you're high, you're, you are not that sharp when you're high. No. You're right. No, no, no I'm just going to adjust did, your mic did, did a little I, bit. Did I the mic up? No, no, I'm just putting it closer to your mouth because oh, you are, you're just... I'm a, super, like, whispering. Yeah, you're okay. just super chill right now. Go. Sorry. All no, right. no, you're fine. All right, all right. All right, yeah. I but, yeah, like I feel like this is, like, a real high-level production right now. Yeah, in my car. <laughs> so high-level, we're just doing Joe it in by. my car. <laughs> random people walk by, they see, like, my finger on the phone, so the light's on, so, like, oh, I know exactly what minutes it's at. Yeah, totally. <laughs> high-level production, yeah, light-up no, faces. I've never with, like, you know, like, microphones being placed on my lapel and, you know, like, you know, being told to, like, you know, project more i mean this is like high level high level shit here man i'm you know i don't know i'm just i'm just some guy <laughs> no, i think we were, we just were some creepy about... guy in a car no, who lured... oh, wait, wait, hold on is this a setup hey man how why do you think you're here i lured you into my car oh. i told you oh we're gonna do a podcast and that's wow. what you're in my car it's real dark we got this like, creepy light on are you gonna put headphones on me and tell me like the only way that i can like uh save the world is if i impregnate like, well, if I get impregnated by you, and like, if, if, <laughs> Ed, we're about to make a baby in your butt for the world. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Okay, uh, we took a huge detour, but yeah. okay, go back to so guy was doing poetry. Yeah. You were finally in front of like an all black crowd, which you were really excited for, yeah. and you realized you need to read the room. Go right, for it. but like, okay, so like, I realized once I got in front of this crowd, like, I was not really prepared for how they might react to what I say and I was about to say some like really outrageous shit I mean like I touched on it like uh you know it was Black History Month and the only thing I do is like you know fuck white women and watch Jaguar all month long like I mean like and no but here's the thing no one laughed at that and I was just like oh my god like and I remember getting off stage and my manager at the time uh DJ Schematic was like (laughs) (laughs) he was like please tell me he wasn't actually a DJ, but oh, yeah. that was his name. He no. was a real DJ. He, he was a is. DJ, and he was like, yeah, man. He was like, I'll manage you, man. I'll manage you. I'll take you to your gigs. And I'll see. I mean, like, he really believed in me. He still does um, to this day, but you know, I don't need a real manager right now. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I get off stage, and he's like, hey, man, how come you didn't tell the OJ jokes? And I'm like, dude, um, I don't, like, come on, man. Like, they didn't want to hear a fucking thing I had to say because they're still thinking about little Tyrone who died. <laughs> They give a shit about what I had to say, and then mine's all warped on. Like, damn, you know, that was a sad ass story about this cousin who died right after he got out of prison. Man, you know, it was like eight years ago. I still not joking. It was like maybe two to three years ago, but I still remember that. Yeah, and it's terrible. Um, so like from that moment on, I learned like I need to read my crowd properly. Like I need to know where I'm going before I get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like when we got we we went to your joint out in um, Poland. I already knew, like, you know I mean? I knew it was, like, a pretty moderate, like, crowd. I didn't do any real research, but I knew, like, you could pretty much talk about anything, and no one would be like, yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. Because even at the Funny Bone, dude, like, I like I remember I was telling a joke about, uh, 
it's Trump's America with Kanye West and all this stupid shit. And it's, um, no, I didn't hear it out loud, but I heard off stage, like, one of my friends was like, yeah, some dude turned him. He's like, I don't want to hear, I don't give a fuck what this guy is talking about. I'm like, you know, so, like, yeah, like, even still, like, something, you're still going to run into some people who, like, you know, are not really into what you want to hear, but fuck it. I still, I mean, I, I still know how to read audiences. It's, it's always going to be an asshole in the crowd, as long as he doesn't test me, we're good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're good. I got jokes just waiting for people to fuck with me, man. Oh, you need those. Those are important. You know what I mean? Especially with, like, the bar crowds and stuff. You oh, know that yeah. somebody's going to talk. Like, unless you're... I I don't write those jokes. I'm just like, no, people will be nice to me. But then, like, I've, I've had to say some, like, sharp things on the spot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Ugh. Like, what um what kind of stuff do you prepare? Do you prepare for somebody being like, you suck. And then you just, like, only nah, on blank. Nah, or, like, not as much as your mom does. No. <laughs> yeah, like that middle school response. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. I mean, like... The stuff, I'm like, it has to happen. Like, I'm more quick with it, but, like, I know, like, to not let the shock of, like, somebody shouting something to me, you know what I mean, from the audience throw me off. Because, like, I, I was doing a show one time, um, and this, I was talking about, like, lotion or some shit, and I was like, I don't waste lotion, and somebody said something about cocoa butter, and I was like, hell yeah, I fuck with cocoa butter, and just went on a rift about cocoa butter, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, it's just like, you know, Oh, that's fun. You, you always have to be prepared for out, outrageous shit. Uh, I remember I remember one time I was doing an open mic. Um, it was uh, Barrel High. And I was talking about the shit that was going on in the news. And I was asking anybody if they watched the news. And this chick in the audience was like, yeah, I watched the news. And she was pouring herself a glass of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like she was celebrating yeah, it. <laughs> like, you can't make that shit. I'm like, oh, well. And I mean, like, and so at my next response was like, well, fuck you. I mean, like, <laughs> look at you. I mean, like, shit. I guess you're just happy as hell, aren't you? Yeah, I watched the news. Let me cake. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's just basically, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to be on point for shit like that. And oh, I, yeah. you know what? You know what? I credit for that though, I credit um, Doug Gamble because one day we were doing the funny bone, and it wasn't like I don't Doug think or was, David. My bad, David. Doug is his rapping brother. Yeah, <laughs> David Gamble. See, I'm high, man. Yeah, anyway, I know. David, I'm, that's what I'm here for, man. David Gamble. Uh, one day we were doing a show at the Funny Bone. I think it was like it might have been the contest like a year or two ago, and he pointed out this dude in the audience to me. Right, he was just like, "Yo, like that guy, he's got like a Cowboys jersey, and you know I mean, like he's staring at you, and I mean, not staring at me, but he's like staring at whoever's on stage and whatnot. He's like, you might just want to go in on that." And I was like, "Okay." So when I got up there, you know, I looked. There's this white guy with a Dallas uh, Cowboy jersey on, and like a, a, I don't know if it was platinum or silver necklace, but like I just went in on him. <laughs> like I just went in. I was like, "Yo, look at you." Uh, and I started talking about cigarettes. Asked anybody if they had Newports, and he just pulled the regular, like, you know, stereotypical black person's Newports out of his pocket. And I'm like, man, of course you got on Newports in your pocket. <laughs> you have on a Raptor starter kit right now. You know what I mean? Like, look at you. It was a white dude, though. You know what I mean? It was all cool. And uh, That's <laughs> the, awesome. You know what's funny, though? The guy behind him who was black had a pack of Newports, but they were like the... um. The red, the red kind, which are like non-menthol. <laughs> like, just broke everybody's heart in here. <laughs> so let's go uh, with the grain, not against it. Like, come on. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, reading the room, talked about that. Um, you brought up a couple of fun things too, like heckling already. You're already you're just hitting your bases without even me. 
Um, but so that writing process, you said you have to you Ooh. voice crack. I'm a, <laughs> such a <laughs> such a man. <laughs> you. So how how do you I'm not write the writing? <laughs> oh. uh, please tell us. <laughs> oh, I wish I graduated middle school. I never have apparently. Oh my god. Um, um, yeah, but writing, sober writing and everything. Tell my me. writing process is so weird. Let me steal it from you. Tell me. No, I mean, Tell you me know about secrets. part of it. I mean, I, I, get, I, get, I get with you sometimes and we write. Um, we don't necessarily even write. I don't write anything down per se. I do when I try to perfect it. But, yep. um, like, we get together and we shoot off ideas. And most of my stuff is it's just, like, stupid stuff that I see. Like, I, like there are things I haven't even touched on on stage. That, I mean, like, there's a... There's an infomercial for a um, thing called Maskadoo or Maskapoop or something like that. Right? Something oh, like, you know, like, like, it's, it's one of those things where like you play like sprayed on the toilet yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like, know what you're talking that's about. That's where my humor comes from. You know I mean, like the like, toilet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like I'm just saying, like if I see something, like my humor is so random. Like my writing process is just that random. Like I'll see something or I'll hear something or something will happen between. Um, me and a co-worker or you know what I mean whatever and I'll just write it down and I'll go from there you know what I mean or I'll like commit it to memory and just go from there you know like um uh um I, my job is so it calls for such um spontaneity yeah you know what I mean like so that helps me a lot too like I, I'll recall things when I get home and I'll write them down you know certain experiences that I might go through um just being in the customer service industry it's just you know it's just rich with uh it's, it's plentiful with, with comedic material man so like i'm just blessed because <laughs> like my writing is so unorthodox and my life is so unorthodox and it just match and you know um when i get the time when i get the time to actually sit down and write i just have so much stuff i can write like i just i don't know man i just feel kind of lucky like i i can't run out of material i mean like <laughs> like my life is crazy you know what i mean like everything about it is weird so like I get to just sit down and pick and choose parts of it, you know, that I want to write. And I don't know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like having a, um, a Ghostbusters, uh, is that, is that too far? Keep going. <laughs> I want to hear where this rabbit hole goes. Come on. Is that too far for you though? Is like Ghostbusters too far? Are you calling me young? Yeah. I'm definitely calling you young. Like, you tell me I don't know the classics? I don't think so. I know like, the classics. Come on. I have like Keep a going. Ghostbusters compartment trap in my head. You know what I mean? Like if I open it, like everything in will yeah. come out. No, I got you. It won't man. be bad, like for the city, and like a giant marshmallow man won't come out or anything like that. Right. But I just have so much shit that I can build off of. Like it's just my writing process is just crazy because I can sit down and just shoom, and I I love it. Like I love having a phone that you can dictate shit into. You know what I mean? And record stuff into because um I can just go back and recall <clears throat> even when I record my um sets that I do at open mics, I can just go back and listen and just fine tune stuff. I mean. That's just how I write. No, man, I I very similar process, and so I think that's why, like you said, like we'll go right together, and really we just like shoot the crap, shoot the shit, shoot the breeze, whatever people want to say, um, and yeah, we'll say something. One of us will laugh and be like, "Hey, man, I think that'd be good if you said that on stage," mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we. I've gotten to texting you. Like, yeah. I feel like sometimes I can't wait for our meetings. Like, <laughs> yeah, you I sent me that premise the other day. <laughs> we just wrote the joke through text yeah, message. Yeah, yeah. you sure did. Like, <laughs> and I was like, "You actually gonna say this on stage?" Damn right. 
Yep. Perfect. I'm scared as hell. I won't front. I'm scared as hell to tell this joke on stage. But I'm always scared to tell new jokes on stage. Oh man, I I I try to tell new jokes at least every single week. I don't know how people will respond. Or like, you know, I'm, I'm like it terrifies me, but I do it anyway. The one joke that I was, um, I think that kind of got me a little bit out of that. The one joke that I told on stage for the very first time that I was scared to tell was this joke about. <laughs> when I got slapped in the face with uh, with uh, cocaine, <laughs> it's such a traumatic experience. Um, and I had like I yeah you know, like it was something that I didn't even write down. I was so here's how that came about. Okay, yeah, All keep right, going. So I was so upset because I had gotten an argument with one of my friends, right? And they had said something like uh, like I accused him of being racist, which was weird. So. <laughs> Because I don't just throw that around, you know. You have to earn that. <laughs> so you just... kind of talk for me. You don't, just get, you don't just get the races right off the bat. You have to do something like, you know, I don't know, like. They say, gradu- hey. There's levels. Yeah, just say, hey, if you tell me, like, hey, I know you like watermelon. You want some? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of racist to me. But... You're like, yeah, maybe you're just a dick. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> maybe you're not racist. You're just not a racist, dick. just a dick. But kind of. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, anyway. Like, so, yeah. bottom line, that happened. And so, like, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get a little bit even, and I'm gonna change the the perspective of all of this, and just let people know I'm not sh- I'm not a shitty person because I've never slapped anybody in the face with a handful of cocaine. <laughs> oh man, on purpose. <laughs> I've never done that. Um, and for, for for you, Tyler, since I don't think you've ever heard that story, it goes a little something like this. I was going to say, if you want to, you can I say it, but I know it's one of your jokes, so. No, it doesn't matter. I, re- I rarely tell this joke. If, I mean, like, this would be, like, a part of, like, an hour set for me. Yeah. To pull this one out of the bag. But it goes a little something like this. I, um, I have a friend, and one day, I think during Gay Pride weekend, uh, we decided we were going to get really, really wild, really wild, right? So I knew things were weird when we were dancing to, uh, Born this gay, and she changed all the lyrics to "Born this gay," and then she started pointing at me. Right? <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> That's so weird. And so, like, you know, she said, "Hey, man, call your dude," because like I really want to get that. I was like, "All right, cool." So I call my dude. They meet up. They go out back. I guess everything happens, but I see my dude come in, and like five minutes later, I'm like, "Yo, where's where's Shorty at?" So I go out back, and I swear to you, I see what they call a coke gremlin. Right. What? So, yeah, a coke gremlin. Right. So I see her, this coke gremlin, trying to pass one bag to another bag, a smaller bag. Right. And then she just gave up. Right. And she was like, ah, I want some. And, be- <laughs> and before I could say, slow down, Cokey Smurf, boom, hand full of cocaine in my open mouth. Because I was saying no. Right. So for people who didn't see your hand gesture, (laughs) she gave up sprinkling cocaine into another bag and just put it all in her hand and then slapped you in the face with it. Yep. 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 Okay. And so, like, my thing after that is like, okay, so if you can imagine being high on cocaine, but strictly like mouth numb high cocaine, right? And going back in the bar saying, can I please have a PBR? I think it's funny for anybody to demand a PBR. Please have a PBR. In the straight fucking face. <laughs> That's the joke. The coked out face. Man, why is this? You so big. What is? <laughs> you uh, 
You told me part of that story earlier, before. Yeah. You told me the p- part about where she was singing that to you, oh, yeah. born this gay, and like yeah. kept singing it at you, and then yeah. you were, she was like, you're gay, right? And you're like, <laughs> no. no. Well, you'd be singing some stuff. <laughs> what? I forget. What were the things you, you said? Yeah, it was, um, you were like, I'd sleep with a guy before I sleep with you, and she was like, oh, it's because he's gay. It's not because <laughs> right, right. I'm unattractive. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Or because I think of you as a boy. So you said something super right. insulting. Yeah. But she took it the other way. She right. was like, silver oh, lining. No, he must be gay. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> he didn't just say that about me. He has to be a homosexual. <laughs> like, I'm not so, into you. I don't know what else you want me to say other than no. So, Ed, what's it like being a black gay comic? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it probably is um, hard for gay black comics. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard for everybody, yeah. but like that's that. Actually, I would you not... know what though? I would like. I, I mean, if I if I had a choice, <laughs> I'd rather be a gay black comic. <laughs> Pretty sure I'd be on TV by now because gay black comics get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> and you're high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louise. No, okay. So let's go into um. So tell me about like your your favorite story for your worst show. Oh boy! <laughs> like if there was not like it doesn't have to be like a bomb. I know some no, people no, don't no. like bombs. Some people, but like looking back on it, what was like one of the funniest, most awful moments yeah, you've my, had for stand up? My worst show, actually, um, and the funniest story about it. My worst show, and it it was a bomb, but it wasn't a bomb in the sense of like nobody laughed at my jokes. They laughed at the wrong punchlines, <laughs> you know. And so, like, I I believe I was at Shrunken Head, and um, I was doing, we it was a comedy Olympics, and um, it was so it was this was this is what was so fucked up about it. So I did my set right, and um, I had a list of that someone gave me that I had to read from and like on the fly make up shit about that. Right, right. And they like yeah. I wrote my own answers before. I remember all of this, right? So I wrote my answers down. I went up on stage. I did the set. People laughed. And I was fucking like curious. I mean, like, you know, just like like thrown off. Like that like they didn't laugh at any of the punchlines that I said. They laughed at my reaction. You know what I'm saying? To like like it was just like stupid white people questions. Excuse my French there, Tyler. I hope you're not offended. I'm very it was offended. Just about like something about like um emotional pets and you know what I mean like things that I would never deal with you know what I mean social security you know what I mean <laughs> mortgages you know what I mean like you know uh, credit scores things of that nature things I would never deal with as a black man <laughs> you know what I mean? but mm-hmm. no it was just like a bunch of really dumbass questions and so I answered them and like I said I got last but not at the right spots and then Gilly took my fucking shit and went up there and said the same shit <laughs> the same way I said it, and they laughed at the parts where he was. I mean, that <laughs> was so fucking weird to me. Like, and it, that was, I was so mad because here's my thing: I thought Gilly was gonna go up there and just take my um, take the questions that I had and answer them on his own, but he went up there and read my answers off the sheet, and it was just like, it was just like, in that moment, I knew Gilly was a better comedian. <laughs> The fuck yeah, Gilly's good, man. Gilly gave me the best advice ever uh, one night when I bombed. 
like at uh at the boss's open mic. He was like, dude, like these people didn't come to you till just like they just came to the bar, <laughs> which is true. You know what I mean, like things like this ain't the crowd. And I took those same jokes and I advanced to the funny bone final. So thank you, Gilly. <laughs> yeah, I did that. That was um, I was a little irritated. I think it kind of took me off my game because they interviewed people that were in the finals and shit, and I was just like, damn, man, nobody talked to me. Nobody talked to me. Why did they get a load of me? But no, I mean, I, like, I just realized after that moment, I was like, yo, Columbus is a place where you just gotta like go out to like every show. Every open mic, become friends with people and whatnot. And I just don't have, like, I don't know, man. I just get too high for that. <laughs> I just get too high for that. Uh, nah, but seriously, like, I don't know. I'm at work um, and I come home. So, like, when I can get out, I can get out. But fortunately for me, like, I know how to put together my own shows. And I'm a real person. So, I'm genuine with the people that I come in contact with. And I know that they know that I mean well and I don't mean any harm. Um, so, you know, every now and again, people will um, co-sign what I'm doing. And that's cool. I don't, I, I, um, I used to, when I first moved here, I used to really think there was like a really big circle jerk. Because I saw something, um, it was, um, I'm not going to like put any names out there. But I saw there was a group of young artists um, who were like, you know, like, they, they, they did like graffiti and shit like that and they had opened up their own gallery and the artists that were a little bit older than them were like treating them like they were too young to even be on the art scene and so when I saw that I was just like damn man like that's kind of weird like I feel like if we're all doing the same thing no matter older younger whatever we should all come together you know and <clears throat> be a part of it you know together and try to build each other up and so Based on that, man, I just started. Um, I just started throwing little grenades in people's shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forcing people to come together that normally wouldn't come together and whatnot. You know what I mean? Only would hang out, and then you know, quickly remove myself from that bullshit because it's toxic. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But um, that's basically what you have to do when you see stuff like that. You just kind of gotta, you know, point out people's um differences, man. And that, that, uh, and that's kind of what got me started going on stage and telling jokes in the first place. Um. Just noting the differences between, you know, human beings um, and different races, man. Like, it's like this is really small, minimal stuff that separates us. You know what I mean? And I think we try to uh, magnify them too much, man. So, like, we could just push all those things aside. Like, you might, <clears throat> you might hate lasagna. I doubt it. But you might actually hate that shit. I'm Italian. So, See, so you don't hate it. Yeah, there's, <laughs> it's in my blood. All right, so let's say literally, you literally, it's, let's say it can't move. Let's say you get turkey burgers, right? Yeah. See? And I love them shits. Yeah. But you ain't going to tell me I can't, you know, we can't rock with each other because I hate, I love turkey burgers and you hate them. You know what I mean, like, it's just little small stuff like that that people keep in the way. Like, oh, man, I don't like him because he used to date. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what? Like, that shit's not, like, that's not important, man. Like, you know, what's important is that, like, that kid, you know what I mean? Now, if, now, let me tell you this. This is the kind of person you shouldn't fool with. If you had a ball with a dude, and he taking pictures of chicks on the patio dancing, don't fuck with that guy. No. You know what I'm saying? That dude creepy. Like, yeah, keep that guy out of the neighborhood, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, not the guy who might have gotten into an argument with somebody or some shit like that. You know what I mean? 
But if he punched the bitch in the face, then yeah, kick, kick him out of your neighborhood. <laughs> kick, kick his ass and kick him out of your neighborhood. Did I just say punch the bitch in the face? That's like a double negative. <laughs> like, you defended he, her, yeah. If he punches, like, a, if if he punches, punches that kind bitch <laughs> in the face, that nice cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm terrible, man. Anyway, um, um, no, but like seriously, like I mean, I think people have to um, push the little shit aside and, and just realize like there's bigger things that, that pull us together. If not, then continue to live your life in a little bubble. See how far that gets you. Oh, it gets people nowhere. Yeah, Look at Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Got him nowhere. Got him him to the most important seat in the country. Nowhere. The last thing anybody wants to be is president of the United States of America. And I bet you, I guarantee you, it's the last thing he ever wanted to be. Because, um, not to get, you know, political or anything like that, but like, you know, there's a magnifying glass on you that is 10 times like thicker or like greater than the one that that's already on you in the first place so <clears throat> i mean you don't want to be in that kind of spotlight and you know what the thing is for me i always tell people the same thing too because like people who like start out doing stand i'm like look people are more worried about how they look than how like thinking about you mm-hmm. so like you don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. but literally as president of the united states <laughs> Yeah, you got it. And there's no, there's yeah. no point where I'm like, look, man, you're president. Nobody cares about you, okay? You, <laughs> you, just have to focus on you, okay? Don't worry about what it's other like, people think about you. They're too busy thinking about themselves. It's like, no, you're, no, the, president. you're the president. They're yeah. they thinking of you. Here's the thing, though, like nobody, you're the president. Nobody really cares about you. People just care what you do. You know what I mean? Like, nobody really, like, gives a shit about Trump. You know what I'm saying? I but think they, around tax time. Yeah, like, they, but they care, like, oh, God, did he just say that? Or, I mean, did he just do that? You know I mean, like, that, those are the things that um that bother people. Nobody really, like, nobody cared about Obama. <laughs> They're just like, oh, I hope he doesn't make it as a socialist country. That's about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Same thing with uh, W. You know what I mean? Nobody really cared about him. Just was hoping that, you know, like, with Trump here, slavery doesn't come back. Like, that's, that's the only <laughs> What do you think you really worry about? Let's get a uh, let's get back to the comedy. Yeah, I just um, made it sad and awkward. No, 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 kinda. No, yeah. Anyway, um, let's. Uh, so we were talking a little bit. You mentioned like the best advice you'd ever gotten was from Gilly. Um, any other advice that you got that kind of changed what you do? Yeah. Um, I remember one time I did this joke. Um, it was about a a, a lady that um I personally known and um we were arguing right and um i was just like yo see look it's all it's all child i don't really care about it i turned it into a joke and i let her hear it and she emailed me and was like this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life you're better at rapping whatever <clears throat> and i called my mom because it bothered me <laughs> and i'm like mom this lady said this, that, and the third. Da, da, da. Like, so my mother was like, well, maybe you shouldn't be telling jokes about it. I was like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. No, maybe you should hear the bit, right? So I sent my mom the bit, and my mom called me back, like, in like five minutes. That's about how long it was, too. She was like, five minutes. She was like, baby, don't let nobody steal your joke. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was it. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. She's like, that lady's just mad because you... Yeah, I mean, you demanded to turn what was stupid into something hilarious. You know what I mean, so, so just like keep doing what you're doing, don't worry about it. Yeah, and um, I realized that like also with doing that too, though, 
like I realized like you like I still had compassion because I wasn't about to um start doing a bunch of like you know cutting little stuff like making fun of people and whatnot like the 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 other reason why I let that lady hear the joke that I had you know built off of our argument was because I wanted her to know that like it wasn't no hard feelings plus like you know she inspired me to do something creative and funny so you know <clears throat> she just kind of took it the wrong way plus I was drunk and I stopped drinking at 22 so <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, all those things um kind of factor into each other but my mother when my mother told me don't let nobody steal your joy and you know here's the thing Re realistically like you should not make fun of people when they have real problems but if those real pro if those real problems um like lead to a role of humility and like i mean you know what, I'm saying? <laughs> you know what i mean like and like straight hilarity then by all means you know let it out the gate but um I'm not trying to be savage, so my, <laughs> my mother was right. You know, I don't want nobody to say your joy. I mean, if you could find something funny and something that was once like, you know, <laughs> like an argument, then by all means, do that shit. Don't, I, let, don't let it hold you back. I love that you uh, you were like, look, I don't want to be savage, but here's this quote <laughs> from Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul. <laughs> Please don't let anyone steal your joy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be savage, but joy is important. Joy is important. Don't joy is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be savage about it, but I want you to defend that joy. <laughs> even if it means punching a kind. <laughs> a kind, kind. <laughs> a nice country, Oh, callback jokes. Oh, Two things. Um, callback. Uh, but anyway, uh, so there was that. And then I wanted to ask you, you know, obviously, like I think what you, your quote from chicken noodle soup for the soul <laughs> actually goes pretty well into this. I wanted to ask you, you know, like what are, what's the moment like best show that the, the feeling that made you happiest, like describe that, what like keeps you going and doing this, man. Um, I did a show with, um, Travis Horshwasher. <laughs> Worcestershire Shosh. No, no. Yes. Yeah. We'll just say that. And, um, golly, this other guy, it's uh, Mark Lucas. I did a show with uh, Mark, him and Mark Lucas one time. And it was one of those shows where I think, like, uh, like um, what do you call it? Different artists were taking turns of being comedians and whatnot. So I think they were musicians and whatnot. But um, during that period, when I got, when Travis called me to do the show, like, I didn't think I was going to, like, ever have anybody call me and get me gigs. It was just like, like, you know, a try spell for a minute. And he called me, and that's before I wanted to do this one gig. And I was like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I'll do a show with you, bruh. So I go, and um, I realized when I get there <laughs> that I wasn't prepared. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, I, oh, I still got the same jokes I was telling last year. But then I thought about it. I had my phone, right? Yeah. And I sat there, and I listened to the things that I had been telling myself for like the last two to three weeks. And I built and structured something right then and there. And I went on stage. And, <laughs> and, I, and I killed it. And uh, it was one of the greatest feelings ever. Because um, at that after that, that's when I was like, I'm going to do the um, Funny Bone Challenge. And I'm going to make it to the finals. I didn't even do that. 
And um, I did go. I did those things. And when I made it to the finals, I remember I texted uh, Travis and I was like, yo, man, like, I, w- I just want to thank you for, um, you know, setting me on this uh, path of, you know, like, you know, just like enlightenment and all this stuff, whatever, all this like, type of weird things. You shouldn't tell somebody you've only met like three times. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're the reason I'm a better person. Yeah. And he's like, dude, so you, man. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I remember I texted Amber. Amber, Amber Falter and Amber was like, "Yo, you are who you're supposed to be." Like, remember that Cleveland Browns coach guy? Like, we are, we were who they thought they were. Remember that guy? Yeah. Like that's how Amber hit me back. Like, you're, you're where you're supposed to be, Ed, because you're a good guy. I was like, yeah, man. So like, you know, <laughs> that one Travis Horsewasher show. Horsewasher. Horsewasher. That one Travis Horsewasher show. Um, <laughs> Like, sure, sure. Stop it. I don't know how to say his <laughs> last name. And it's not right in front of me, so I can't, like, you know, guide it out with syllables and consonants. <laughs> but Travis, you know who you are. You're a great dude. And I think he's getting ready to get married to Catherine Pickles, so her last name will be hard for me to pronounce at some point in time, too. <laughs> Regardless. That's the most important part about that change yeah. right there. Her last name <laughs> is going to be real hard to pronounce. And sometime in the future. But regardless, he's a great guy. And um, his, his, um, his letting me be able to, um, his, his, his ability to have a spot open and um, allow me to, um, you know, perfect what I'm trying to do. Him giving me that opportunity at one time set me on a path of uh, just a lot of great opportunities. And now I'm a part of this like weird sideshow called Snake Oil and Shenanigans. It's not really weird. I mean, but it, it's weird because we're all different um, acts. Like I, at first I was Pilly Preston. And they killed that guy off. And now I'm like screaming. I don't know. I just saw screaming on the flyers, but like it's a variation of screaming Jay Hawkins. You know what I mean? Like the first night, bro, this is why I don't do shows high. The first night I was um, I was high because uh, I went to a wedding reception. And this guy gave me a drink that had THC and vodka in it, right? That sounds like it would be dangerous. It, well, it was. <laughs> because I completely forgot everything that I needed to do to make the show a success from the performer's point of view. Not from the audience point of view. The audience loved it. They didn't know what the fuck was going on, right? But um, oh, I just saw some weird lights behind the studio. You know, we're all here. <laughs> no, so don't pay me anything because I'm, I'm black. I'm always on <laughs> some Dude, sort of point. <laughs> anyway, you know, so like, you know, I took the, the shot, and I'm at the show, and I forgot, like, I'm forgetting people's names. I'm calling people with their real names instead of their character names, and everybody's just going along with it, right? But on that Monday, we had a meeting, right? <laughs> and so the troop leader's like, hey, man, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just did a, I did a shot, man. You did a shot? shot made you do all that? I was like, the shot had THC in me. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, here's the thing. The show is good, but... Just don't get high anymore. Just don't get high. Because yeah, like, here's one of the things that was asked to me, like, "Oh, you are you high? No, I'm not. High. You smell like weed, but I didn't say I hadn't been high." So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's why I don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and plus, it's like those shows on Saturdays. It's just so hard to. Um, I believe you're supposed to unwind after you finish working. I don't feel like you're supposed to um, be relaxed before you go to work. That's just my theory. Yeah. And um, what we do is work. What you're doing right now is work, bro. Yeah. Do you have to edit this? 
No. This is a this is a perfect show, wasn't it? Yeah. It's perfect because I didn't mess up. I don't have any lines. Right? <laughs> no, we don't have any lines. It's just I, I started doing this because I wanted to have a good excuse to, to talk to people that I respect and, you know, ask them about their process, like ask them about what they do. Like I feel like we're supposed to do that. Like, like write a joke while during the show? No. Like, did we? No. We didn't need to. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I probably could do something with the, the president stuff about when I mentioned that, uh, you know, I tell everybody like, hey, don't worry what people think about it. <laughs> yeah, They're busy. We're busy worried about thinking about. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this presidency is the worst job because literally everybody's thinking about him. Yeah, you don't give be- a. You don't care about your senator. You don't. You might not think about Lady Gaga every day, but you think about the president at least once a day. Yeah. You only think about Lady Gaga like three times a year. Like, will she win a Grammy? Will she win an Oscar? And is she gonna put out a new album? Like, that's it. Yeah. Those of you who think about Lady Gaga, I can't believe I just said that because none of those thoughts ever crossed my mind. Then again, I'm are gay, you sure? You're gay black <laughs> comic, so you yeah. never really know. Never really know. Um. Yeah, so uh, plug your stuff, too. I so feel like I'm going to have to clarify that. At some, some nope, never, ever. Um, that's how I'm going to introduce you every every mic that I... And please welcome to the stage, first Edward S. Neal II, <laughs> a gay black comic. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah. I'm not gay. Yeah, yeah you are now. Yeah. No. Um, so what do but, I have coming up? Well, um, well, and not just shows, but like what I know you said you have oh, a podcast yeah. for Snake Oil and Shenanigans. Yeah, I do that one, and then I'm, I'm trying. Where can it. they find that? They can find that right now on Anchor. Okay. Um, and I believe on Apple. Yeah, if it's on if it's on Anchor, it's on everywhere. It's on so, everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. So Snake can... Oil and Shenanigans, uh, and then what else? And then, well, like I started a podcast, and here's, this is why marijuana and I have like a funny relationship so I started a podcast with my friend Kurt he hasn't published it yet right <laughs> so we'll see I don't, what yeah, happens. We'll, I don't know in the future it may but we haven't like we started doing an episode we got like two hours recorded all we have to do is just end it and he could probably do that by himself right but like I started a podcast with him and we'll, well I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what the title is just yet because he hasn't published it yeah you don't know anything about it <laughs> But that's that. That's he what, could edit you out. Yeah, he, no, man. No, I'm just he can't edit me out. And he'd be like talking to himself. It'd be like you know, like who's going to answer those questions or propose those questions? But I can tell you like this: the here's how that podcast started. We were sitting around smoking, and we were listening to a Jay Z song, right? Okay. And this song was called Lobster and Shrimp. And I think it was like recorded in 1998. And Jay Z said something like, "Leave him on the first date, bitches." Right? <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, can you imagine Beyonce going up listening to this shit?" <laughs> and from there, it started a conversation where we were like, "Yo, let's record this and make it a podcast." So, like, basically, like, that's 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 what that's about. Nice. Yeah. And um, of course. I actually have Snake Oil Shenanigans, which we do like um, twice a month, I think. Twice a month at and Bossy Girls. What time? Uh, Come on, high at seven o'clock. Man. Like, <laughs> I'm not even high anymore. Like it's I know like, it's wearing off. I don't but know no, how so, the week I'm works. trying to think. Like right, it's weird because today's Saturday. Well, hey, even better. When um, where can they go to see where your shows are at? Online, Facebook, where? Definitely go to Facebook. Snake Oil Shenanigans. Um. And then you can hit um, Negus Fola on Facebook. How do they spell that? N-E-G-U-S-F-O-L-A. Just go in there, send me a um, like or a friend request, or just 
subscribe or whatever and then you'll be able to see when i post shows i'm trying to do something very soon in june yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm trying to throw Tyler a surprise party in June. Yeah, sure. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Such a surprise, not gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna, gonna run away. No, I'll be gone. Away, I'm run. Thing. Sprint. You don't know what's. Everybody don't know what's going on. But we're gonna um, give him a pizza pizza party. Oh, pizza party. <laughs> oh man, I remember third grade. That was amazing. Are we gonna go to the bowling alley? Like, did you guys sell Joe Corby's pizza here in Ohio when you were growing up? What? Joe Corby's pizza? You never heard of that? No. That's some shit for you to Google, dog. <laughs> what? Like, like, it's like a fucking Frisbee crust. Like, it's a package that they give you, right? It's like a big-ass box yeah. that they give you. It's like a pizza kit. So they give you, like, and, like, you, you know how, like, Girl oh. Scouts sell Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, and they sell, like, like the package pizzas. These fuckers came up with the idea, like, you know what, man? Instead of going to the grocery store and buying a fucking DiGiorno's pizza or whatever the hell you want to buy right there, even store brand shit, why don't you order a pizza from us, right, and wait for it to come in the mail, and then put it together your fucking self, you know what I'm saying? And then put it in the oven. Like, how about that? I love that's like a selling point for a lot of people. You can put it together yourself. Oh my gosh, I'll pay more for that. Oh, you know what? But here's the thing. Here's the weird thing about that. I think my phone completely just dropped out of my pocket. That's okay. We're anyway, not using it right now. Here's the thing. So the, the the pizza crust is like a fucking. It's like a. It looks like a toy model for a flying saucer, dude. It's like that fucking thick. It's like you could use it as a fucking frisbee, man. Like it's, it does. Like you could. It's like a big ass cracker. I mean, it gets snap in half, like a big-ass piece of bread, like dough. It's not soft. You don't get to, like, you know, fold it out, like, or anything out there. You don't get to make your own dough. It's just, it comes flat yeah, and shitty. It's bullshit. <laughs> I think that's why I didn't grow up with it. Oh, I don't think they were done with them. Fuck yeah, man. Those shit suck. Joe Colby's Pizza. Sorry about that. Okay. You guys suck. <laughs> um, all right, Ed, any last words? Yeah, man. Gotta save the queen. All right. Well, God save Queen because I love that band. All right, man. Um, Both of those things. Yeah. Hey, I had a great time. Good. You better have. Right. So, Otherwise, um, I. Do you pay me now or? Um. <laughs> oh, this is why I trick people into my car. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. All right, buddy. Thanks All for right. doing this. All right. Thank you, man. Yay! This was Tyler's podcast. Thank you and have a good night. Good night.